You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up, everybody? We're back. Golden Spaces. It's been a while. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, usually it's me and Nat, right? But Nat is out right now. Um, she's enjoying her birthday. So happy birthday to Nat. Um, we love and cherish her over here. So hopefully she's having a great time and she enjoys her birthday for as long as she wants to because she deserves it. Right? <laughs> um, so schedule's out. Um, and before we even get to that, obviously I have to introduce my guests. Right. <laughs> um, Charlie's a familiar face here, and Kareem has also been here before. Um, so Charlie's at Claytheist on uh, at Twitter, and Kareem is at the Sport Connect on Twitter as well. So I'm sure you guys are already following them, interacting with them. But if you are not, be sure to follow them, and we'll plug their stuff again at the end of the pod. Um, how you guys doing? We're hot. Yeah. Oh, but we're yeah. but we're hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's yeah. getting to it's getting to that point where it's real muck, real like sticky in DC. Um, yeah. Were you were you in Colorado, Charlie? Yeah, we just got straight dry heat out here today. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm a I'm a serial like not checking the weather before I step outside person. Same. And so uh, I step out earlier and I'm just like, man, it's, you know, it's getting a little up there, isn't it? And it's it's one-on-one. And I'm just like, oh, come on. <laughs> man. Karima, where are you? I'm in New York. So, New York. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Nice and muggy. Nice yeah. and muggy. Here. <laughs> Definitely understand that. Um, cool. So let's, let's get into the schedule because I think it's some interesting – things going on with the way Golden State's schedule was set up, right? Um, they kind of get thrown into the fire out the gate, right? Like <laughs> seven of their first nine games are on the road um, and pretty much all of them other than maybe one or two teams are like fighting for playoff spots and they're actually being serious basketball teams this season. Um, and even a team like Houston and Detroit, who we don't expect necessarily to make the playoffs, have made improvements to their roster and just have natural young player development going on there so what do you guys think of that like that's just that's just a tough way to start the season but it could propel them into you know a nice little trajectory if they perform well yeah but who was that oh go ahead charlie all yours all yours (laughs) but i think i think that was our new gm mike dunleavy jr who was speaking about hey this forces us to like come out firing on all cylinders right out the gate 
basically, you know, just getting that taste out of our mouths from last season, what, 11 road wins, which is, you know, pretty stark, not to say, but when you look at it at the in the bigger picture, a lot of the West Coast teams really weren't killing it on the road either. However, you know, it's dubs, so it's really like, what are y'all doing? Mm-hmm. So I think this kind of forces them to be ready right out the gate and try to just get back to that winning mentality on the road that we surely are going to need with all of the back-to-packs that we have as well. 15, leading the pack per use now. That just mm-hmm. seems to be the way that it's going. Yeah, I agree. What do you think, Charlie? Yeah, I think there are a lot of points in the schedule, not only early on, but uh, one note that I had down uh, there are six different times that they're going to play three games in four days on the road, uh, which is brutal. Bonkers. Like di- three different cities in four days. That's rough enough already. Um, the NBA, like, you know, compared to seasons past, like you look through the schedule and you're kind of just trying to see like, oh, where are these games winnable and where's this? it's just such a talented league now. Like, you know, there's so few teams where you just look at that team and you're like, yeah, that's going to be a win. And, you know, especially with what we saw out of the Dubs last year, they made a habit of dropping very winnable games against teams that they had more talent, more experience than. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely a little worried about that. Um, obviously the back-to-backs are going to be kind of a lot, but – this is a thing we've seen before out of the Warriors. You know, the 2022 championship season, uh, very, very infamously, uh, shout out to uh, Trista Crick, uh, starting off nine and one. We we all remember that. Um, We do. And I loved it. (laughs) Yeah, no, and I love it. And I love that. I love that she's embraced that. Like if you're going to be in this space, you got to, take it on the chin every once in a while. Um, but, you know, this is what this is what the team does. Like, they are they really respond to pressure, and the pressure is definitely on with the way the schedule is laying out. So it's, it's a little make or break at many points in this season. For sure. I mean, just looking at some other things, like the end of the season, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. Like the last 13 or so games, they have like nine road games um, to end the season as well. So pretty, pretty nasty, (laughs) pretty nasty. But gearing up for the playoffs, that could be exactly what they need to ramp things up. And I think a lot of those are winnable games. It's just, like you said, tough three games and four nights and stuff like that. Um, But I do think this team is more equipped than last year's team to handle those type of stretches because I do think they're deeper. Um, also think they have a more versatile roster, more lineup combinations and stuff like that. So they have more ways that they can beat teams. Um, and, you know, hopefully having two Hall of Fame point guards on your roster will allow you to be able to sit one <laughs> every now and then and still have extremely um, good, you know, point guard play to, to, to get you over the top there. So some key games, right, that we're looking at, obviously out the gate, you get Phoenix – at home to open the season. Um, KD's first game back in Chase Center with fans. Uh, right. With, yeah, with fans. <laughs> Got to put that out there. Um, <laughs> that should be interesting, right? 
emotions should be running a little bit high, right? They probably want to put a tribute video together for him. Well-deserved. Um, obviously Phoenix is supposed to be looked at as like a, a new powerhouse with the amount of talent that they have at the top of their roster. What are we kind of expecting for that, that game? Like as far as like, I guess, strategy and how that game is going to look, we can start with Charlie. this time. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the first thing that I thought is I was kind of getting psyched up, like, oh, yeah, like, first time three years he's playing in front of the fans. Um, and then I, I think about, I guess, four years now. Um, but then I think about how many, how much things have changed uh, since he last played uh, in a whole different stadium with a whole different crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the Warriors, like, I think one of the kind of quiet storylines is that the the sort of intensity of the home environment has really dropped off since they started this whole uh, San Francisco project instead of Oakland. Um, You know, shockingly a crowd full of like 600 Facebook vice presidents uh, doesn't get as loud as those roarable crowds. Um, So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that they can get up for it. Like I'm hoping that they can get psyched for how big that is. Not only just because, Phoenix divisional rival. They're another contender out West. Uh, they've got a lot of players on this team that we've, you know, really scrapped with over the years, but especially KD man, like emotions are going to be running high and I'm excited to see how the players pull it out because, you know, you know, there's so much going on there, especially with KD and Draymond. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, man, that's going to be, that's going to be a big starter too for a guy, uh, Andrew Wiggins. Like you come right back into the season and bam, you're guarding KD. <laughs> You've got the toughest shot maker that we've maybe ever seen um, right in your face all night. So it's, that's going to be something. Yeah. yeah I, I think uh, the crowd will definitely be into it. And I think they have, they gotten better over the season They've gotten really into it. Um, it's it's a bigger place, so it's not as intimate as Oracle was. So it does take a lot more for you to for it to I think come across the TV. But people that have actually been there, they're like, no, it's actually still really loud. So there will be that there, and I think also we have to think about CP3 is going to be there. Dario Saric is is there as well so you know matching up with their former team so mm-hmm. all of that is laying on it and of course we want to go out there and put on a show and actually get the dub and I think uh Draymond and Katie's like relationship through all of this time they've been on you know a podcast together discussing everything so I think that part of it it's not really going to be too much I just think what is the initial welcome going to be uh, for Katie? I think he will get a lot of cheers and everything like that. We'll watch the video, but I just, I just hope that they're not, you know, doing this whole let's retire his jersey here because that I, I just don't That'd think be too much. it, you know, <laughs> it levels to that. Like the video, great, awesome, but with you know Joe Lacob did say he'd retire the number and I'm just kind of like eh, do we re- really I think that's a bit soon a bit much yeah yeah I think 
in that moment, it was kind of like uh, he was very emotional at that time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was we, high on that all, chip. Right. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. And it was and it was kind of like that whole. I mean, obviously the injury situation and and everything that went into that. He probably felt a little bit of guilt, even though it kind of wasn't their fault. But it was kind of like a. Yeah, everything for Katie, he meant so much to us, which is true. But, yeah, I think his emotions were running a little bit high there. Um, I like that game, though, because it's it's kind of like, look, out the gate, like you said, emotions are high. If y'all are a serious basketball team, you will put out a good performance here. Now, you don't necessarily have to win. You would like to win. But a good showing is is kind of important to set the tone for the rest of the season. Um, and then it, then you go right into the fire next game in Sacramento <laughs> um, where that, that crowd is going to be ridiculous. Um, and that team's going to be trying to come for your neck. So it's, it's kind of like a, for lack of a better term, bittersweet, not really bittersweet, but it's like, there's, there's pros and cons to the way the schedule set up this way. It's like it, mm-hmm. you got to be serious out the gate. There is no starting on five in the row. There is no three and seven. If you want to be a serious team. Um, so they, they gotta, they gotta do it. The next game that I think is pretty noteworthy, obviously, is the Christmas game against Denver in Denver. Um, pretty hard to win up there. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's stuck in air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And they played two nights before um, against Portland. I mean, Denver is not too far of a flight, I don't think, but that's just that altitude and the champs. And how are we feeling like they stack up against Denver? If Denver is a 10 out of 10 championship team, what, what are we thinking that Golden State is right now? Ooh. Well, I, I think it's I think it's hard to kind of tell just yet because it's putting in the fold you have CP3 now. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, even though I feel like that could really be seamless to me because I, I just feel like he gets it and can kind of just come in there and be like, all right, I see what y'all got going on after they do their little, uh, you know, mini camps here and there that, you know, they're, they're putting together. I think that it's kind of going to go smoother than I think we're all kind of like, oh, we don't know. It's going to be bumpy. I think it's going to be kind of seamless there. So uh, I'm thinking we could do it. We could do it. And I think we're probably at a seven right now. That's fair. Seven right now. I'm I'm right there with you on a seven. Like I think, you know, the Nuggets, like any championship team, you're gonna have losses. Um, and you know, Bruce Brown getting a whole lot of money from the Pacers. Um, one of their in-house replacements, a uh, guy who at least could have been a replacement, Blacko Kanchar, uh, has. I want to say Achilles. Like he got a real tough injury um he's gonna be out for the season so you know they're gonna have they're gonna have holes to fill like any championship team you know people wanna people want to sign away from the best and i i still think that you know the warriors are in such a weird position where they're not a better team than the nuggets but i think head to head they present a really tough matchup because you know we've seen so many times like it's and it, it feels unfair to pick on Jokic uh, for what he is defensively because he works so hard to like get his head above water, 
you know, it's so similar to what you see with Steph, where for the most part, if you are that important to a team offensively, not much is expected of you defensively, and you're probably going to get picked on a lot at that end. And so I really admire the way that he works, like tries out new things. He hustles, he communicates, like he's not getting victimized defensively for a lack of effort, uh, for a lack of communication. And at the same time, you know, he's not a guy who's built to defend Steph Curry, pick and rolls, handoffs. Like he dominates Jokic on those possessions. Um, If he can get those one, five screens, uh, especially from Kavon Looney running handoffs. Um, and then on the other end, like they have elite guys in rotation, like of course Draymond, but you know, Wiggins can bring a lot of help over. And then you have Looney who, you know, one thing I really appreciate about Kavon is he, you don't see him bite on pump fakes. You don't see him fall for tricks. Like he's so stout against those kind of players like I love personally when we play the Sixers because Joel Embiid's just you know standing in the lane doing this like a hundred times and Kavon's just like all right dude like you know whatever whatever you're ready you know like (laughs) um so you know they're built really well against that kind of that kind of team and I am very excited about the the Chris Paul fit um I I think I, you know, I've, I'm clearly being punished for some sort of past sins that I have to root for Chris Paul now. Right. Uh, it hurts <laughs> me. It hurts me deep in my soul. But yeah, you know, I gotta, I gotta get right with somebody over that, or else this is gonna keep happening to me. Uh, but, um, <laughs> Harden coming next. Yo, no. uh, not funny, Justin. I'm not sorry. Funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> At least you didn't say uh, Dylan Brooks, but um, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> um, no, I I like what the Warriors have put together. I think they did a great job to obviously keep everyone in house. Like you've secured Draymond again, you've brought in even more star talent with Chris Paul, even at this stage of his career. Like he's still a star player, and you've managed to add more depth still, like Dario. Uh, who we're going to get into has been looking really, really good this off season. And we know what he can bring to the table anyways. Uh, I really, I really believe that Trace Jackson Davis can give them good backup center minutes and they definitely need another option, but they really short up all over the place. And that's what you need to do. Like if you, if you were the team you were last year where there were clear and obvious weaknesses you got to go out and make upgrades, and that's what they did. So I think, I think, yeah, seven out of ten is fair, but they got the potential to really contend with the heavy hitters in the West. Yeah, I agree that they have that potential. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go eight and a half. I'm a little high on them. I'm high on them right now. Um, I really want to go higher than that, but I'll be, I'll be fair to the fact that we haven't seen them play yet. Um, but like you said, I think they showed up most if not all of their weaknesses i do think with those last two roster spots are really just the last one that they're going to use they probably need another forward um that can just do multiple things and get in um take some minutes you know when guys are sitting out and stuff like that uh, i'd probably be happy with juan in that role but if they if they wait out and maybe a guy like gallo or something like that becomes available i'd be interested in maybe him too he's pretty skilled and you know stuff like that so i think they have a lot of versatility 
more versatility than last year. Um, they have more functional size than last year, even with just the addition of Dario alone, right? But you add in Trace, like you said, I think Trace can give them minutes over, over the course of regular season. Um, just his IQ, his ability to pass in a short role, his defensive ability, um, stuff like that. The fact that he's actually, you know, four-year college guy and, you know, probably he's already in his mid-20s pretty much. So, like, he's a grown man in, in his basketball <laughs> yeah. career, right? So, I'm gonna go eight. I'm gonna go 8.5. If Denver's a 10, I'm gonna go 8.5 for now. For now, okay. Um, okay, we'll I love say it. it with I love the optimism. I, I think, I think they're gonna figure it out to be honest. I think guys are more serious the way they're talking. We're seeing a lot more videos. Not that that's necessarily a prerequisite for a good season, but um, <laughs> at least we know that they're getting after it and they're serious. And they, you know, even when they, when they first lost against Los Angeles the very next day, um, they're like talking about how they want to get back to that level. They don't, they didn't like the way that they lost. And I think they're going to take this season very serious because they know they don't have many more runs in them just because of, you know, age and stuff like that. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic on that team. Um, They don't see oh, the just, Lakers. Oh, I'm sorry. What you wait, saying? just one, one correction. Uh, we played Portland at home uh, on the 23rd. So, we're flying from California to Denver. So that's okay. a, you know, that's a little, a little easier, you know, we ain't got to really contend with Portland and now, you know, right. so it's a little easier, but still they will get hit with the uh, altitude <laughs> regardless. Facts. Cause that's facts. a serious thing. <laughs> Portland, is, Portland is sneaky far away from the whole rest of the country. So yeah. <laughs> we'll take whatever we can get. <laughs> It's great. I mean, I feel like some of the teams need to be switched. Well, not Portland, but obviously Portland's in the West. But like a team like Memphis and New Orleans, why are they Memphis. not in the Eastern Conference? Why are they not in the East? But Thank anyway. you. Okay, <laughs> right, right, right. Another pod, another pod. Another pod. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Memphis, they see them MLK Day, I think, January, mid-January. Um, and then they see the Lakers in January as well. So they don't see them at all before then. So that's kind of a long time. We usually see them much earlier in the season. Um, well, they got us preseason. You know, they got to do that. True. It's a thousand Lakers games in the preseason. Annoying. Always. 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 <laughs> um, how are we feeling about those matchups? I, will John Morant be back by that game? I think I think he will. Is that 25? Look, is that 25? Yeah, I think it's 25. <laughs> January, like mid-January, I think that's 25. <laughs> <laughs> it should be by that time one would think but uh, listen has it been definitive that it's 25 games locked in boom or could it be shorter I'm not sure what was I don't know because I think it was kind of like it potentially could be 25 I don't know if it was actually settled but either way let's just say he's back during this time Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of different pieces there. Marcus Smart, our favorite Celtic, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think. Well, we're, I think we're we're just going to be geeked up to like just shut them down, period. Mm-hmm. Because it's Memphis, so either way, it's just we're mad going in, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, we're already yeah. mad. <laughs> yeah, I think they're done playing around with Memphis. They've they've had their fun in the play in a few years back. Yeah. And then from that point on, it's been like all business with Memphis. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
yeah, no, and it's it's so easy to get caught up with Memphis, but like, I gotta I gotta respect how they took like an all defensive level villain and basically told him like, hey, don't let the door hit you on the way out, and then went and got a better version of him, <laughs> like, right. one one who, one who actually makes positive contributions on the offensive side of the ball and is in my mind a way better defender, which is. Mm-hmm. Not even a slight to Dylan because Dylan's like a you know probably a top ten perimeter defender, but like Marcus is as good as it gets. So they're they're gonna be something, man. Like they're gonna be they're gonna be a team to watch out for for sure. And they are. We know the Warriors get up for those games. Right, right. Ultimately, I do think the Warriors are are better, but they will be better than they were last year. Obviously, because you said Marcus Smart's better than Dylan Brooks. I think did they have Luke Kennard the whole season, or was he like a mid deadline deadline guy right so he'll have a full season with them um healthy i think he adds a ton to their offense because they've always struggled in the half court and he just adds some shooting and stuff like that so they can be a little tricky um rather not see them in the playoffs just because we've already been there done that i'd rather see a team that potentially won't injure any of our players but um even though they're <laughs> gone, but, <laughs> yeah um in season tournament let's talk about that like was yeah, explain that. I, I think it's it four games, and there's so each team has 80 games, I believe, scheduled. Then they play their tournament games, and then if you advance, that's your 81st game scheduled for whatever team you advance next to, and then mm-hmm. and then there's another game scheduled after that, I believe, or it could be. It could be 81 games scheduled, and then you have two extra. So whoever wins, whoever goes to the championship of that in-season tournament will have an oh, 83rd wow. game. Yeah, I think that's how it is. Um, but all the other games count towards your regular season record, which is right. – I think that was a smart thing to do. Yeah, because if it yeah. wasn't going to be worth anything, then it's just like, we don't want this in-season, like, do, 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 whatever. You know, they trick it off or whatever. But the fact that it actually counts, that's a bit of – incentive yet i'm still trying to figure out like why are we doing this like because right. i i still don't i i don't understand i don't understand it like <laughs> why do we need it that's it's all. just I'm, yeah no it, mm. like the nba has never been shy of doing things that are unpopular with the fans just so they can make more money and like i get it it's a business like you got to do what you got to do but it just seems so counterintuitive with like, you know, players being much more conscious of the toll that the sport takes on their body. You know, they're really trying to lessen uh, the physical burden. You know, we've seen it with load management with guys like taking longer recover recovery periods for certain injuries, just trying to maintain and keep going. And, you know, for the NBA, not only with this in-season tournament, like, you know, I am glad that they kept it. So it's like, hey, if you go all the way, you're playing just one more game and you're like, you know, financially incentivized to play pretty hard in that game. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm for that point. I think what bothers me is that you see the players in this direction of like, we want less games. We want less travel. We want to like, you know, like, Less is less is more because if we have less games, everyone's going to be playing. Everyone's going to be competing a lot harder. And then the NBA is like, "Hey, what if you uh, 
played all of the teams in the other conference more, so you got more travel, and now you got more games, and it's kind of just like, right, man, no one, no wonder you guys almost like you know win dual lockout over this new CBA because they are just not, they are not aligned at all, and you know we know, we know the players want to make money too, you know like that's not a, uh, that's not an issue, like they're yeah. yeah yeah like that's we know we know that they're in it for a ton of money. And competition is a big part of the game, but you know, you'd think these two sides could like work together to find some kind of happy balance instead of just piling more and more on these guys. Well, when we think about it, uh, my initial reaction to the play-in tournament was like, "Wait, what? What are we doing?" Yet we see it, and now we're like, "You know what? I actually appreciate it. I like this whole play-in situation." But with this, it's going to take some like getting used to. But with the cash incentive that happens if you win for the lower tier um, money, monetary uh, players, this will actually be something like, yo, $50,000, I will take it. Because you do have players that just make $1.2 million or whatever. And then, you know, so mm-hmm. 50K can really be a benefit to them. So, so that part of it, I'm kind of like, you know what? Okay, I'll go with that because it is getting to, because they all get it. It's not like just, hey, if you start, you're going to get this. They all get it if the team wins. So that's mm-hmm. an incentive that I can actually appreciate. So I'm going to be open to this. Yeah, yeah like if you're, if you're a two-way guy, you know, your salary is $502,000. So if you are playing in this game and you're looking at like, you know, a 10% pay raise, if you win this one, then you're probably going to be fighting extra hard. So <laughs> yeah, like I think that, that's the cool thing is, you know, I hope it, it'll be kind of pretty telling early on if we have these like in-season tournament games and the player, like, especially the stars are like business as usual, you know, just kind of like resting, not playing as hard. But, you know, if they're, if there's like kind of a little extra behind everything and a little more in their step like for these games then you know we might have something here and I like what you said Karima you know like we all kind of like turned our noses at the play-in tournament when it first started and then we got into it and we're like oh no this is crazy like this is so cool like this is here to stay yeah yeah I think they should have just started it a year later but um (laughs) (laughs) that would have been fun uh but yeah i actually i actually like it now to be honest um okay let's move on to some fiba stuff right so usa oh i'm sorry we don't we don't want to talk about your wizard i mean the (laughs) wizards game that would come up that's crazy because they don't they usually play the wizards a lot sooner but they play them in DC February. February, late February. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting, right? I think wait, when is when is, when do they come to change? when do they come to let's see. Oh, December twenty sixth. So early. Oh, oh, they come first and then we go mm-hmm. February twenty seventh. Oh, okay. So Jordan's return Ooh. is December twenty sixth. Get a little round two. <laughs> but, but I totally think that 
Jordan is going to get like a standing O. Like he's not mm-hmm. getting booed at oh, yeah, all. Not even like, like even when he makes booed. a shot. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Cause that's really what I think is probably going to happen. But like even Jordan making shots, people will still be cheering and kind of be like, but we just want him to do good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but, but it's going to be like, people are going to really be like, Mm-hmm. Miss you, Jordan. We're going to see a lot of pool party shirts in the crowd. I think so for that game. So, yeah. As we should. As we should. I mean, we should. We should. He's stamped forever as Golden State. Look, if yeah. we're going to throw up a, a video for KD, um, <laughs> the least we can yeah. do. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Talk about taking one for the team. Yeah, I think he'll get a video too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one's going to be a for sure. That's definitely going to be an emotional night as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But go ahead. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Um, Steve Kerr is coaching. I admittedly haven't watched a ton. I've watched like a few of their games. Um, but I mean, what they they're they're lossless. They they haven't lost anybody. They haven't lost anybody. Um, <laughs> um, he one thing about Kerr is that I think he's much more vocal in like talking about his players nowadays i feel like before he would kind of like dance around certain things but he was straight up like ant-man is the guy for us like he is he is our you know leading go-getter for this team and ant-man's kind of like i am like he already was going to say regardless but yeah (laughs) (laughs) he's been killing though he's a monster i think he'll he'll probably take a a a little leap i think he was already pretty good but i think he'll take a, a nice leap coming into this season what do you guys think? Especially, especially getting uh, the coaching that he's getting with those particular coaches. You've got mm-hmm. Spolstra, you've got Ty Lue, you've got even uh, what Free Free? What's his name? The Gonzaga coach. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> I, I like <laughs> Gonzaga, but you know, but whatever. Uh, but just that kind of you know coaching staff around him and remember Kerr wanted Ant he saw him in a workout remember but he was just like homie 
you was out here messing around. Had you actually focused and worked hard, you would have been, we'd be calling you. Mm. But you want to be <laughs> now. <laughs> that's where you are. So, but but I think, like you said, Kerr letting him know, no, he's the guy. That mm. just bodes so much better for Ant. Just period. And I I watched earlier games against Puerto Rico and a little bit of who else did they play that that I was just tuning into but you saw them still trying to work it out or whatever but you still saw Halliburton was just he's he's that guy as well you know Mm -hmm. he just Mm kind of gets right in there and can keep it moving I think Brunson is actually kind of like not where we all wanted him to be or thought that he would be because Halliburton and I think Ant have really you know shined Thank you, Mark Few. That was his name. Um, and um, and uh, who else that I was uh, thinking about? Brennan Ingram is even doing doing a bit that mm. you just. I just think this group is going to learn so much. That's what I think about them. So I'm excited mm. to see what they can do, and hopefully they win it all. Charlie. Yeah. No, we got our knockouts starting. What on? Friday uh so excited for that but um yeah I think the one thing that stood out to me that's really cool is seeing this staff um Spolstra, Tyloo, Kerr like you said like those are the best of the best when it comes to NBA coaching minds um and uh just just to like Mark Hugh is a is a great coach uh he's a much better coach than he is a person um and I'll just leave it at that uh but um like Obviously, you know, tons for these guys to soak up. And, you know, you're talking about so many of the young stars in this league. Like Brandon Ingram, we really saw, you know, zion uh facing that Suns team in the first round. He was just going crazy. Um, we know that Tyrese Halliburton is one of the big young stars in this league. Uh, just an absolute coup that uh, the Pacers were able to get him because he's going to be the face of that franchise for better part of the next decade. And obviously Anthony Edwards, like if you built a two-way superstar in a lab, it would look like him. Um, He's got like, he's got all the physical tools. Like I think the only guy I've seen that just has that kind of well-rounded game in every way was Vince Carter. Uh, I mean, you know, besides like the, the LeBrons of the world and the true, just like ridiculous players like that. But you know, he, he, I, and I love what you said too, Karima, about like him kind of having that mess around like the <laughs> little thing. Yeah. Cause like, <laughs> that's what he was. That's what he was at Georgia. Like that, that was a season two where I was doing full time uh, draft scouting, looking at these players. And he just struck me as like such an unserious guy for the amount of talent he had. You know, he was chucking up shots that weren't good for him. He was like forgetting responsibilities, just kind of like, going through the motions at certain times and you know at whatever point it happened over the last three years like something just clicked and he went full commitment like you know even the stuff you said Justin like he's just like yeah no I am that guy like he has limitless confidence and he's finally realized that like he can put the work in to back that up 
and mm-hmm. it's just so crazy like when you hear when you hear things of like um him talking about this off season like oh you know we can do this and like we can get cat to lock in and blah 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 and i'm like that is a confident man to say that about his teammate who's like what six seven years older than him like got way yeah. more experience and he's just like yeah no if cat dials in we're good like because ants <laughs> just like i'm i'm here i'm i'm dialed on this yeah. right now like we're yeah. I'm, I'm i'm not going anywhere um so it's been really cool it's been really cool to see um i was able to catch like replays of a couple of games because those start times are brutal <laughs> out here um but you know i think one interesting point that kind of circles back to the warriors is um shout out to our guy Joe Verai for writing an incredible piece on how Kerr has taken so many of his play concepts that he runs with the Warriors and translated them to this team. And the one major change is that he's running a lot more uh, spread pick and roll. And I think what we've seen from Kerr in the past is he loves to simplify things for new personnel. And we've seen like he's willing to go to the pick and roll in the playoffs, but I think a lot of the reason that he's willing to go to it with this team is these aren't his guys. You know, he's just getting them like they only got like a couple of months in the gym together. Like you can't just be throwing like these insane motion concepts at them <laughs> and expect them to pick up yeah. on it. Um, but what what's interesting to me is when we go into this upcoming season, like Chris Paul, yeah, Chris Paul is the pick and roll guy. Like mm-hmm. he is always one of the best. Um, last season, I think he was 91st percentile pick and roll scoring efficiency when you add in all of his passes, um, which is just crazy for a guy that like does not have the explosion that he used to. Um, so yep. when you look when you look at the way this Warriors team is constructed, if Chris Paul is going to be getting a lot of these bench minutes, uh, one very likely unit that you're looking at is Chris Paul, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kuminga, Dario Saric, and Trace Jackson Davis or who, whoever else is playing minutes at the five. If you're running Chris Paul's spread pick and roll, you have at least two shooters out there. You have Kuminga who cuts as well as any young wing I've ever seen. Um, we'll talk more about like what Dario's been doing, but we know that he can space the floor at the four spot, that he can make passes out of the post, out of the short roll, he can do so many different things. So if the goal for Kerr for this current team is to run more pick and roll to accommodate Chris Paul, then I think we're seeing a lot of that happen right now with this mm-hmm. FIBA team is what that offense would look like, blending his motion concepts with more traditional spread five-out pick and roll. Yeah, and I think in general – like if you let Twitter tell it, they don't run enough pick and roll and stuff like that in Golden State. But I mean, I ran the numbers and Steph is one of the higher frequency pick and roll players in the playoffs every year. In the regular season, he has a ton of pick and roll possessions as well. But if you look at the rest of their roster, who's really going to run a lot of pick and rolls, right? Like Jordan was the guy that ran pick and roll every now and then. But outside of Jordan, you don't have many, right? Clay can run pick and roll, but at the same time, they don't have a ton of pick and roll bigs on their team, right? Now you have Dario who can, you know, like you said, make passes out of short roll. He can also pick and pop. And he's a he's a good guy that you can put in that role. 
Jonathan Kaminga coming into his own and playing more minutes and having a bigger role can do that as well. And then Trace Jackson Davis is another guy. So now they have some options and then they have an additional pick and roll uh, maestro coming in. Chris Paul, I can definitely see them running a lot more pick and roll than they ran in, a, in seasons past. And I mean, it's pretty much a personnel issue. It's not necessarily a Steve Kerr doesn't want to do it thing. I mean, I'm sure he doesn't want to run it into the ground, but um, it's been more personnel than anything, I think, uh, with the with the pick and roll stuff. So let's talk about Dario. He's been killing. He's been doing point forward stuff, throwing no looks with the offhand. Uh, he's been cooking out there. I'm really excited about his addition to the team because it, it looks like, you know, he's had a series of injuries in his career, and now he's kind of coming to his own as far as having the IQ match up with him being a healthy, strong athlete at this point in his career. So this, this should be kind of like not a resurgence, but it should be one of his better seasons, I think, in his career from an impact standpoint. Yeah, I think yeah. it will because you saw, you even saw uh, glimpses of that really the tail end of last season with the Suns, how he, you know, he was killing us. But but listen, everybody was killing us at some point on the road. But, uh, you know, <laughs> um, but you, you really saw him really getting after it because it was like, finally, I'm healthy. And so mm-hmm. I something just happens to to players when they play for their home country team they just you know you start seeing them in a different light you know they dressing better wearing better cologne and stuff <laughs> like that so it's just so it's it's great that you know Sarge is really getting that going right now and then gonna fold right into coming into the season with us and I think he'll be able to pick up very quickly he's our belly you know what I mean so mm-hmm. <laughs> go ahead Charlie yeah I'm I've been really excited by what I'm seeing out of him um one game that really stood out to me I was able to catch that game against Turkey and that was that was such an interesting matchup to me you know obviously there's been so much talk about upper and Shingun, but I was kind of interested to see like what Dario can do against him and there were so many instances where they ended up matched out on the perimeter against one another. And, you know, Dario's not really comfortable going out there, like, defense-wise. Um, that's really kind of not his bag. Like, there are definitely some instances where he would just be sagging off too much or let him eat up space on drives. Uh, but what really impressed me is not only the stuff we've seen with the passing, the shooting, his ability to kind of move around the floor, find his teammates, um, but – if he got the matchup one-on-one with Shangun, he just made a move and went to the basket. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's really important, not only seeing that he's doing well athletically after all these injuries he's gone through, um, but that's going to be important because with this Warriors team, you know, we've seen, like, with Bielitsa, he played a good share of minutes at the five, and they like to do the real spread, five out, like, no true big on the floor. Um And if Dario is that guy who is playing the five, is shooting, is drawing uh, centers out to the perimeter, it's going to be really big if he can take them off the dribble and make them pay, you know, make them think twice about getting too close to him, trying to stop those perimeter shots. Um, And I think that's going to be really important because, you know, if teams just know you're going to shoot it every time, then that really changes how they get to play you. But if you're going to, you know, take them off the bounce every once in a while and get to the rack, then that really 
that really puts doubt in their mind and gives you those extra seconds to get a shot off. For sure. For sure. I think he'll be kind of like a, a belly auto hybrid. Like obviously he's, I don't think he's going to do the same things defensively that Otto did, but um, I think he'll be a little bit more impactful than Belly was just because of his ability to, you know, just do more stuff. I feel like he's just like a better version of, in my opinion, I think um, Belly's probably a better shooter, but I think Dario's ability to pass with both hands, squat at a post, attack the basket. He's so smart. He's a really good pick and pop, pick and roll big. Um, really excited about him. And uh, I mean, just looking at some of his numbers, he fills the stat sheet as well. Like if you look at his pre-qualifying tournament, 16, six and six in five games. And then his um, Eurobasket pre-qualifier, two games, 11 points, six and a half rebounds, four assists. So I think he's just one of those guys that's kind of always right place, right time, super high IQ. And I think, him and Chris Paul are going to do wonders for Kaminga and Moody because they're just going to put them in the right position and just make sure that they get the ball when they need it and just simplify the game for them. So looking looking forward to the Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard leap from <laughs> Moody and, and Kaminga. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. So, Steph did a event in Baltimore recently. Um, I was supposed to go, but shout out to my friends who forgot to get the tickets. Uh, wow! <laughs> shout out wow. to my guys at Under Armour who uh, just conveniently forgot to get the tickets, but it's cool. Oh. And uh, Gilbert Arenas was there, and their whole podcast team was there and they did a pod with Steph and he said some interesting things on this pod you know in addition to him talking about his career and 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 stuff like that Gilbert asked him are you the greatest are you the best point guard of all time I don't think he said great he said are you the best point guard of all time Steph hesitated a little bit and then he said yeah I am it's me and magic right and then they kind of got into it that's all the conversation right (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, he's correct. It is just those two. And I guess the question now is who would you would you take, right? Like Magic has the career accolades that are just almost unrivaled, right? Like five chips. I want to say he has three MVPs, multiple finals MVPs, nine finals in like 13 seasons. One of the beta, yeah. one of the greatest, if not the best, like offensive engine of all time. Um, so it's really hard to stack up the magic, but Steph has a resume of his own and Steph in many ways has obviously revolutionized the game and, you know, he's just a modern player. So when you compare modern players to players of the past, there's going to be a, a disconnect in style of play and stuff like that. So it's just an interesting question, but I think it's a good question. I, I mean, I, I personally would take Steph, but it's a, it's a good debate. What do you guys think? I think I think as it stands, like they're as close as it gets. And you know, what's really cool to me is when you compare their careers, like there are so many ways that they're similar. Um, and there's so many ways that they're different. You know, like magic could do everything except shoot. <laughs> and then on the other side you've got the greatest shooter that's ever walked this earth. Uh magic was maybe the best passer of all time. Like I would say him and LeBron are up there as like just the most talented four readers, like their ability to just make every kind of pass in the book, do it with like this insane flair um, that no one had ever seen up to that point. Um, which I think is really cool. But yeah, Joker definitely. Um, but you know, like magic was kind of the guy who, revolutionized passing in that respect um and then i think steph is you know up there with a lot of the greats as one of the greatest scoring guards ever um not only just a shooter he's an unbelievable scorer when he has all the right tools around him when he's healthy um what i think is really cool too is they're two guys who like changed the game forever uh just by the way they played like you know back then the league was not receptive to the kind of player that magic was, you know, like you kind of take a few dribbles, you make the right play, you move the ball around, you do all these things. Like no one had ever seen this kind of level of excitement, of flair, of like dominance on the ball. And, you know, once you saw magic get going, like who was going to tell magic, like, stop, uh, stop dribbling and passing the way you are. And it's the same thing with Steph. You know, like when Steph started shooting, like the league did not shoot like that. But then when you see him do it over and over again and it just keeps going in, it's like, right. all right, like you got it, man. Like right. you you do what you do. Like we're not going to stop you. It's like, hey, can we get a guy um, like that on our team? Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, for real. Like and then everyone for the last decade has been trying to find their Steph, uh, which is just crazy to watch. Um, but – I, I think it's just so cool, you know, like they have such a history of like winning, you know, like magic effectively dominated the eighties and, you know, for all intents and purposes, like the last 10 years have been Steph Curry's if they've been anyone's. So it's, it's something to watch, man. Like, and I think, you know, the advantage kind of has to go to Steph because his career is not over. Uh, and, you know, he has the time to, build up more accolades like he's going to get more all-star games he's probably going to get more all nba 
might even get another finals. Who knows? And, um, you know, that's, that's the thing that interests me so much is, you know, when you play across these eras, like, you know, Magic, Magic had to compete with some incredible players like Larry Bird, uh, Julius Irving. Like, they, they had some unbelievable guys in that era. Obviously, he had his times facing up against Jordan, against the Pistons, uh, Isaiah Thomas. But, like, the league only gets more talented every year. Uh, so, I think, you know, when people, people kind of cling on to, like, these old guys and the rings that they got, and all the accolades that you got. And it's like, hey, it's never been more difficult to win a championship than it is right now. And mm-hmm. Steph just keeps doing it. Nice. Yeah. Because like you said, if it was that easy, then why isn't, you know, LeBron, why, why isn't he just winning everything all the time with all the different teams that he's been on? Why wasn't there just, you know, triple, you know, six of them on this team now? Now I want to go to this team and win. Because it's, it's difficult. It's very hard to, you know, win a championship. And it's very hard to actually even be in the game. So, you know, to even make it there. So, But I, mm-hmm. I would pick Stefan um, because they did say best. Because of all of the things that he does at his height. Because the advantage Magic had, he's 6'9". Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> 6'9 point guard, you know, and you have a 6'3 point guard who is on the move constantly, constantly. And I don't know that Magic was double team and triple team. I don't know that the defense was set up specifically. No, it's this guy that we need to take care of. Everybody else could do that. No, it's all focused on him. Stephen Curry so that would be my pick and it's just he he's changed the game just like they always say he he really has because it's just you you watch him and you think I can do this too like no it can't I I can do that right right until they actually do the workout and it's like you know I, I don't know that I can really do this because you know Justin probably experienced a little bit of that like you know I tried to do one of his little training videos and it was a lot (laughs) so you know but but that's who I would go with because of all of the movement that he does and he's also a very good passer people don't really you know look to that but he does do that kind of stuff Mm. while constantly running 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 and getting off those tough shots it's just like who you people are out of breath watching because they're like, he's still moving. He's still going. No, there you go. There you go. Y'all got him. Y'all got him. You know, so that, that's who I would go with. Yeah. I mean, I think we all make great points. I don't think we have anyone here to fight for magic. Nat, Nat is a magic girl. She is. She's also a Steph girl. So it's like, I don't know who she would pick. Maybe we'll ask her when she's she would back. Pit magic. She would pick Magic, I think. She, she wants stuff because to that, that's get her more, guy. Yeah, and she wants stuff to get more hardware first, and I think that's yes. fair. Um, yeah. I, I think, personally, he's probably not going to get any more MVPs because he's not going to meet the game requirement, I don't think, nor will he just right. gun, gun for an MVP. But I think they got a legitimate chance to, to get at least one more championship. So hopefully he accomplishes that and, and, and matches Magic and championships one. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
I think you that's know, all we one, got today. Oh, what you got, Charlie? One one thing I got to shout out too is you know just in how the the similarities between these two guys. Um, I I always appreciate like you know everyone remembers like 2016 blowing the lead. Um, that's like that was a very similar experience to what Magic had. Like not not enough people know about Tragic Johnson, um, but that was like one of the more head scratching moments from like an all time great player. And, you know, he was endlessly clowned over that and people didn't think he had it in him. And I'm sure all kinds of questions about, you know, whether it was all just Kareem the whole time were coming up. And yeah, I can't imagine what the chatter was back then. Um, And what does magic do (laughs) after that? Uh, Next four seasons, he wins three rings. And in the playoffs, he averaged, 20 points, seven rebounds, and 14 assists per game. <laughs> winning, winning three more rings. Nice. So these are two guys. These are two guys who hit like the lowest of the low in the playoffs and came back and just kicked everyone in the teeth. They were just like, "Nah, I'm here. This is what I do." Mm. Y'all, y'all are gonna, y'all are gonna forget about the moments when I screwed up and- because there's so many more moments where I was just the best. And they're both so like joyful and happy and, and kind yes. but they're maniacal like psychos when it comes to <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. so that's also like super cool where you kind of get I mean I would say the four best guards of all time is are those two MJ and Kobe and you can see the differences between those two and like MJ and Kobe are so super serious and like you know for like mm-hmm. better term, yeah. assholes right where it's like Whereas like Magic and Steph are like just cool guys, happy-go-lucky, like, but all right. four of them are just like dialed in at all times to yeah. rip your throat out, and I think that's just so cool yeah. to see. Um, we got anything else we want to throw in there? No. Appreciate you guys for coming mm-hmm. on. Um, like I said, follow follow them on Twitter. Charlie, you got anything to plug? I know you you just put out a article about moody <laughs> not too long ago go check that out because i'm i've been on the moody train so me too oh, oh yeah we've been on the moses yeah um the swish theory.com that's where i do all my writing that's where you can check out my moses article uh breaking down all of the game tape and stats from his rookie year versus his sophomore year to see where did he improve where did things stay the same uh how does this changes outlook going forwards um it was really fun uh spoiler alert everyone should be doing more yoga than they already do uh, so <laughs> uh, but yeah you can check that out there and then uh as always on twitter uh not x it'll always be twitter to me uh at claypeast11 uh you can check me out always tweeting about warriors or whatever the hell else is going on <laughs> and Karima. Yeah. Well, I'm at the Sports Connect and I tweet a lot about tennis. So that's like what is happening now. We've got the U.S. Open coming up. So I'll be doing that. I'll be at the Open. So I'm heavily tennis oriented. But, you know, when it's basketball time, you'll see a whole lot of dub stuff that I will be talking about. So just check me out. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fun follow. <laughs> facts. facts i agree i vouch for both always both these people 
um appreciate you guys coming on um golden spaces crowd we will be back next week <laughs> Let me say that. we will be back next week um but thanks for tuning in and have a good night or day bye thank you